You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the release of your power, of your life, and of your light, which characterizes your word. There's clarity of thought, there's clarity of expression of purpose and of understanding. What must be heard shall be heard. What must be revealed shall be revealed. What must be understood shall be understood to its full extent. We are edified and you are glorified. And the ability to work the word is in the word and is also in us. And we shall be a testimony of the power of your word. Alongside with the body of Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory. Glory. All right. So we started a series, My Local Church and I, and this is the part seven. My Local Church and I. And where we are now, we are trying to establish the fact that the church began in Genesis. The church began in Genesis. So right from creation, God had a plan. God had a purpose. God had a passion. God had his pleasure. And his pleasure, his passion, his plan is the church. Is the church. I want to take this opportunity to thank my pastor, Dr. Sam Uwusu, Calvary Worship Center, Vancouver, Surrey, Canada. And I also want to recognize my parents and all pastors who have trained me for your benefit, who showed me the true example of being Christ-like. It's always an honor to be taught and to be trained. And to have people who inspire you to do what God has called you to do. Praise God. So, we have realized that Adam was used by Moses in four types. Number one, he used Adam in Genesis as an individual. So, he made us understand that there was a man who lived, who was first created by God, the first man to be created by God, and he lived. Praise God. Is that very clear? 
His name is what? Adam. And he was a male man. Number two. He makes us understand that this Adam also was a type of Christ. So he will use Adam as a type of Christ. Number three. He would also use Adam to sometimes represent the whole of mankind. The whole of mankind. Praise God. So sometimes when he mentions Adam, he uses Adam to represent the whole of human beings in the earth. And then last but not the least, he also uses Adam to reference the pattern of sin. The pattern of sin. To show us what is sin. What is sin? That sin is unbelief. Adam did not what? Believe. And that's how sin happens. When Christ is rejected. When the tree of life. For those of you who may not know, the tree of life is the life of Christ. Is the life of God. And when they were told to eat it, what it actually means is that they should believe. Take it. So the word was a metaphor. To believe. So Adam, Eve did not believe the life of God. That's what John 3.16 tells us, right? For God so loved the well that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have, have the tree of life. <laughs> Is that very clear? So what constitutes belief and what constitutes salvation is the same from the beginning. Can you see that? Believing the tree of what? Life. Is that very clear? Believing the tree of life. So it has not changed. So anybody that does not believe the tree of life has sinned. Because he does not have the life of God. So he is living in darkness. He does not have the light. Is that very clear? All right. So Adam was using how many times? Four times. Number one, as an individual. Number two, as a type of Christ. Number three, to represent the whole of mankind. Number four, to reference the pattern of sin. Is that very clear? All right. So we realize that in creating the woman, we also realize that the woman was also used in types. The woman was used as an individual. The woman who was first created. So the first woman to be created, Eve. And then Eve was also used as a type of the church. Eve was also used as the type of what? The church. Is that very clear? So we establish that as well. Okay. 
we established that as well. And we realized that when the woman was being created, Moses could have just did it simple and said that, oh, woman, breathing to you, the, 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 your nostrils, the life, and the woman, you are created. But he would say that God took a rib and took it out of Adam and then created a woman. Now, there are people who have read this and they have seen Christianity as an Anansi story. So, this should tell you that it is more than that. Because how can one take a rape? Are you getting the point? And they're just with the rape. And we all know how rapes are. Create another person. It's not possible. So that should tell you that Moses was speaking figuratively because he was not there from the beginning. And the people he was also speaking to were not there from the beginning. But Moses should be able to speak in such a way that when he speaks, the people will understand what he's trying to communicate to them. Why? Because what he's communicating to them is a spiritual truth. And they are not abreast with that in their presence. So he has to say something using their everyday activity, everyday life, so that they'll be able to understand what he's trying to say. Is that very clear? For example, if I want to tell you something, and that thing is spiritual, I would have to use something that is very close in the natural to what I am communicating to you in the world, spirit. So it gives you an idea, say an idea, of what I am trying to tell you. Is that very clear? So that's exactly what Moses was doing. So Moses would use marriage because by the time Moses himself was born, he was born through marriage. Hello? And everybody he was speaking to then also came through what? And they know that a man and a woman are the ones who marry. And then the woman gives birth by the seed of the man. Is that very clear? Good. So Moses will use the marriage to explain to them the spiritual truth about Christ and the church. Is that very clear? So when he was speaking to a point and he got to creating the woman, he made a statement to say that it is not good for the man to be alone. So he has now started the process of communicating something that will bring them to the understanding he wants them to have. Praise God. Is that very clear? Good. Alright. And then he tells them that um, um, so God has done everything and everything God has done was good. 
The word good there is not that, oh, it's nice. It's not that, oh, it's beautiful. No. All of those are secondary explanations or descriptions of the word good. The word good there in the Hebrew is the word tov. Everybody say tov. Tov, which means it's the best. Which means that is what should be. That's what should be. In order. In purpose. In purpose. In God's purpose, this is how it should be. This is how things should be. So what he was saying, it is not good for a man to be alone. Or whatever he has done is good is representing his purpose. Say his purpose. Say his purpose. That so far, all that he has done is in his purpose. It's what should be. It's in his order. Is that very clear? So when he said it is not good for the man to be alone, he is also saying that what I have not done that I am about to do is what is also left to bring what I am doing into what? Order. So there's something left that is not being done. Which we know is definitely his highlight. Why? What is his highlight? When we say something is a highlight, it means that it is actually the thing that stands out and becomes the reason why you are doing everything you are doing. So that becomes your highlight. Is that very clear? So from the beginning, he will tell us, Genesis 1-1, God created the heavens and the earth. And Jesus will actually open it up to us clearly and tell us that when we are praying, we should pray. What prayer should we pray? Our Father who art in heaven. Uh-huh. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Hmm? Your will be done on earth as it is in So the highlight of God's creation is that his will be done on earth as it is in so the earth should be like where? Heaven. So Moses made a declaration of God's pleasure, of God's passion, of God's purpose, of God's plan. And then he also came to explain it a bit in Genesis 1, 26 to 27. He says that let us create man according to our image, after our likeness. And then he said, 27, he created, in the image of God created he them, man, singular, them, plural. Is that very clear? Male and Good. You are not telling me that Moses and his audience don't know that there was a male and a female. They know. 
that there is male and female. So they know God created. So Moses was still trying to communicate Christ and his church. So he's building. Say he's building. Okay. So out of the man came what? Male and so in the man was a female. Is that very clear? Is that clear? Good. So he would come to establish it when he says that it is not good for the man to be alone. He is now going to create the woman out of the man. So the male and the female is now going to be visible. Is that very clear? Is that very clear? So what he said in 26, 27, he's now going to make it visible by saying that from what I told you before, it is not good for the man to be what? Alone. So I'm going to create out of the man what? A woman so that the male, the man will be male and what? Is that very clear? So out of that, he now shows us how the woman was taken out of what? The man. Hello? Okay. If we check naturally, we check biologically, we don't see in any way how women came out of men. <laughs> if we check scientifically, there is no way. So Moses was communicating the spiritual truth of how Eve represents the church and how Adam represents the Christ. So Christ and his glorious word. Is that very clear? Is that very clear? Alright. I told you right from the beginning that if you count the number of ribs for women and count the number of ribs for men, yeah, they say. We also check the meaning of the word rib, and we realize that it speaks to the side in the temple. It was a sacred word that was used. It was not just any word. Because the word rib that is used naturally or biologically in the body is ill in. But then what Moses used, the word was chela which speaks to the sacredness of the creation that was being created, which speaks to he himself, his body. Praise God. So, you see, taking Eve out of the man's body is to just make us know that Christ took the church from himself. Is that very clear? And we saw that in Ephesians 2. From 21, uh, 22 to 32, how Apostle Paul was describing the church clearly, and he was describing the church and Christ in the same context of marriage. So he used marriage to describe to us the relationship between Christ and his church. And he quoted Genesis as well. The same Genesis we are using is the same Genesis he quoted. Is that very clear? Now, we're going to go into the deep sleep because Bible said Adam, God called Adam to what? To have a deep sleep. Is that, is that clear? 
So we are going to go into that and also establish the fact that it was not just about creating a woman, but it actually speaks to creating the church. Is that very clear? Because when we see the pattern of deep sleep used, right from there, it always speaks to the rebirth of the church. Is that very clear? Okay, so it will help us have an understanding. We'll bring it even into the New Testament. So it can help us establish clearly the fact that, number one, Jesus himself is real. I've already said that, right? Jesus is the man. We know Jesus is the man, right? From whom all men what? Okay. Hey, is that clear? Is that very clear? If there is not a template, can there be a copy? So there must be what? Man. From whom all men were what? So Jesus is the man. Say the man. Say the man. Say the man. Say the man. And that's why Moses used Adam as a type of what? Christ as the first word, man. Is that clear? As the original word, man, from whom all copies of men word came. Is that very clear? So let's investigate the deep sleep. Genesis 2 21 to 22. And the Lord God caused the deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought and he brought her to the man. And he brought her to what? Do you know that here in Ephesians, Apostle Paul would use it. He brought her to the man. Apostle Paul will use it in Ephesians 27 regarding how <laughs> how Christ eh? Eh? will present the church to what? To what? To him himself. Apostle Paul quoted that. He used this, this scripture. He quoted this scripture in Ephesians. And was not referring to the woman that is brought no. He said, Christ will wash the church by sanctifying the church with his word. And then in the end, present his bride, the church, to himself. Praise God. Is that very clear? Okay. Which tells us clearly that he was talking about what? The church. Christ and the all right. So let's go ahead. Now, this verse does not say that God caused Adam to die. He caused Adam to what? Sleep. Okay. I want to make the distinction between the release of life and redemption. And at this point, Moses is making us understand that Christ releases his life for the church. 
but not in death. Say he gave his life, but not in death. Say, say there's a difference. I want you to say there's a difference. If you mention death, if you had said that Adam died, where was death then? Genesis 2. Was there death? Oh, in Genesis 2, was there death? No. Where did we see death? Genesis what? When man had what? No. So when man had sinned, then we saw death. So the gospel is first presented by the release of life. By the release of life. But then, after man has sinned, then it means that there must be death to pay what man has first done, and then there can be a release of what? Life. Is that very clear? So after man has sinned, Jesus now had to come and die. And to take his church back to himself. Is that very clear? Is it making sense? So that's why Moses used the term sleep. And he didn't use the term die. So in Genesis 3, he will now speak to it and say in Genesis 3.15 that the head of what? The seed of the, of the woman who bruised the head of what? The serpent. Are you getting it now? Yes. So that's where he was talking now about death. How Jesus will come and die. So from then on, the devil started attacking the seed of women. So all the people that God called as his type, like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, their wives will be barren because the enemy presumed that the Savior was coming from there. Are you getting the point? So you see the pattern. Okay. Alright. So he used the word deep sleep because it's not death. Say it's not death. Man will receive God's life. Say man will receive God's life when they believe. Alright. He wouldn't have to come and die in Genesis 2. But after sin, now if Moses was talking like Apostle Paul will talk, Apostle Paul will now say, he was slain from the foundations of what? The earth. Are you getting the point? Are you getting the point now? Because Apostle Paul now has seen that the gospel would have to be presented through the death of the Christ. Is that right? Okay, so the term was used carefully. Watch it. Look at Abraham. Genesis 12, 1 to 3. Everybody go. From your family mm -hmm. and from your father's house. Uh-huh. To a land that I will show you, yes? 
I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. Yes. All right. Uh-huh. And I will curse those who curse you. Mm-hmm. In you all the families of the earth shall be what? So we, do we know that Abraham is a type of Christ? Huh? Huh? And Sarah is a type of the church. Can you see that now? Oh, can you see that now? <laughs> okay. So you see the same thing God is doing from Genesis 2. You can see the replication here in who? Abraham. Can you see that? Oh, can you see that? Is it very clear? Look at Genesis 15, 12. Look at Genesis 15, 12. Go. Now when the sun was going down, mm -hmm, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham. Uh -huh. Are you seeing that? Do you know that from here is where God spoke to Abraham regarding Israel as a church. From here. That Israel was going to go into slavery for how many years? So the church was going to go into slavery for 400 years and then come out again. Is that very clear? Okay? You know that Israel is a type of the church. Do you know that? Yes. So, Israel, you will rep <laughs> repetitively see that it is God's bride. So, God will call them my bride. Israel, my bride. Israel, my bride. As a matter of fact, Hosea 2.19. Give us Hosea 2.19 and 20. Okay, Hosea 2.19. Look at the word he used. Good. I will do what? Okay. Can you see this? He will betroth. The word betroth, do you understand it? What does it mean? Marriage. Is that not it? Did you see that Joseph had betrothed who? Mary. Eh? Eh? Who represents the woman whose, uh, whose seed is going to bruise the head of what? So, so, the Bible is very, very consistent. So, the church as at now, as I will speak to that later, the church as at now actually is betrothed by Christ. Yes, it's betrothed by Christ. And so whatever we saw, when he said he presented him to himself, actually speaks to the end. Say the end. When the resurrection of, of the dead happens, the church that he betrothed, now the wedding ceremony will happen. Where, where he will bring all of us what? Together. Okay, and will be in what? 
our garment, the new body. That's the wedding dress. Are you here with me? Yes, sir. Yeah. You see it in the air. You see what life is all about. This is what life is all about. So now the, the bride, the church, when you are a woman that is betrothed, what you have to do is make sure that you are faithful to your husband. Is that not it? So the duty and the responsibility of the church now is to be faithful to the bride and the, the husband, the, the bride of Christ. And then in the end, they can have the award. The consummation. Hey, are you here with me? You know consummation? Yes. That's why they actually made it clear that Joseph never had intimacy with Mary until after Christ was born. born. <laughs> okay? Which speaks to consummation. For those who understand consummation actually means intimacy, having sex. So our consummation with Christ is in the end, where he will present the glorious church without fault, without wrinkle, without this thing, to himself. Say to himself. Say to himself. So you see, that's God's pleasure. That's all that God, that's why God created the earth. He wants to create his kind, multiply, fruitful, multiply them, and bring them all together and present it to who? Himself. That's why God created the earth. That's why God, all the other things we do are supposed to project this purpose of God. If it does not, you are not doing it to the glory of God. That's what, we, that's what it means. When we say you are not doing something to the glory of God, what it means is that this is God's agenda. He created the earth and then created men who will be like him in the end? Hey, are you here with me? And then after that, he will gather all of these people he has created in the sky and, and present them to where? That's the essence. You see this print, blueprint, in every manufacturer. True or false? Hey, true or false? It's a blueprint for every manufacturer. Every manufacturer, this blueprint. Let's continue. So we see a progression in Genesis 22, 9 and 10. Let's all go. Go. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. Mm -hmm. And Abraham built an altar there, yes. 
and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac. Yes. So Isaac is a type of what? The Savior to be born. Is that not it? Let's go. And laid him on the altar, huh? Upon the wood, uh huh? And took the knife to slay his son. Alright, so let's continue from 16 to 18. And said, Go. By myself have I what? Sworn, uh huh? Says the Lord, because you have. Because you have done this thing, uh huh. As the stars of the heaven, uh huh. Okay, so can you see the multiplication, the fruitfulness of God? Wait, stars, sun, heaven, earth. Can you see that? Oh, can you see that? So can you see God's agenda uh, of bringing his kind as it is in so should it be where? Is that very clear? So in the so now here God was telling Abraham in the death of the Christ When you received me by faith, not by biological birth, Abraham, you received me by what? And Abraham believed God. And it was counted to him as what? Okay. So we don't become God's kind by natural birth. So that makes us understand the difference between Genesis 2.7. Hello, and Genesis 2, 18 to 24. Genesis 2, 7, God breathed into man. Eh? And man became a, that is biological. Say that's biological. So man received human life. But man must now by choice believe in the tree of what? Life and then man will be born by the seed of the woman and join the church. That's how man becomes God's kind. Praise God. Is it very clear? So that's why you have the difference between light and what? Darkness. So there are human beings. Who are not God's kind in the end? And that's our job. To go and bring them and make sure that they also become God's kind in the end. Hey, are you getting the point? So God is still giving the pattern. Say the pattern. How of how his life is released to become his kind in the earth. So when he talked about possessing the gates of your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies, please, he's not talking about you fighting your enemy. 
He's talking about the gate of death. Praise God. Are you getting the point? That through the faithfulness of Abraham, eh, we would win souls. Say we will win souls. Is it, make, is it becoming clear now? Yes. The enemy is Satan. The deceiver. So you possess the gate of your enemy. What it means is you will preach the gospel. And the enemy who is Satan, who is self, who is sin, is defeated. Praise God. So God is not against your next door neighbor. God wants him saved. Did you hear what I just said? I said God is not against your next door neighbor. God wants him what? Saved. <laughs> Alright. So 18 says, in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be what? Blessed. Because you have obeyed so the blessing here is not milk and butter and sugar. It's the blessing of salvation. Glory, Glory to God. Glory. Are you getting the point? Yes, Through the justification by faith. Ah! Men shall be born of God. After the pattern of Abraham. Praise God. Is that very clear? Yes. So you see what he told him? You are blessed. To be a blessing. So you receive salvation. You give salvation to what? Oh, praise God. Is that very clear? Yeah. All right. Look at Jacob. Jacob also. Had a deep sleep encounter. Many people use it for several things. Genesis 32, 24 to 28. Jacob was left alone. And a man, say a man. Say a man. Oh, say a man. A man what? Wrestled with him until the breaking of what? Can you see it now? Until the breaking of day. Say the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, hey, he touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint. Can you see another description of a rib-like? He was ripped of something. Is that not? Huh? Watch what is going to happen. Go. Let's all read it. Go. And he said, uh-huh. Let me go for... The day breaks, uh -huh, but he said, uh -huh, I will not let you go uh -huh, unless you do what? Can you see blessing there? Can you see blessing there? So what's the blessing? Go. So he said to him, uh -huh, what is your name? And, and he said, uh -huh, Jacob. And he said, uh -huh, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but what? Who is Israel? The type of the church. Praise God. Can you see that? 
So if you thought that Jacob was wrestling physical, it was a trance. It was something that was happening spiritually. Praise God. Is that very clear? And it would definitely be within between a sleep. Is that clear? And in the sleep, there was a wrestling. Uh, okay? And out of that, Israel came. Is that not it? Out of that, the church, Christ's bride came. Is that not it? Is it very clear? So can you see the experience in Genesis 2 repeating itself? Is that very clear? In the rebirth of what? The church. Say the church. Okay. So look at what it says. You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. Say, but Israel. So out of him, the church. Is that very clear? Okay. For you have struggled with God and with what? And have what? Oh, praise God. All right. Okay. So how is Jesus going to? Jesus is going to struggle with God and what? And then prevail. The church will be born. Is that not it? Oh, is that not it? My father, my father, why have you for? Is that very clear? And then he took the sin of men. Is that not it? Hello? So he struggled with God. Has God sinned? Who sinned? <laughs> Praise God. Alright, look at Jeremiah 31, verse 4. And then Hosea 2.19. These are just examples. To, to make you understand that Israel is a type of the church. Not the Israel today. Jeremiah 31.4. Go. Israel, my bride, I will rebuild you. Uh -huh. You will be a country again. You will pick up your tambourines again. You will dance with all the other people who are having fun. All right, thank you. Glory to God. All right, Hosea 2.19. Go. Israel, I'll make you my... Is that very clear? Okay, let's go to 2 Corinthians 11.2. Look at what Paul tells the Corinthian church. Everybody go. For I am jealous over you with what? Godly jealousy. For I have... Can you see that? I have betrothed you, that's the word, to one word. He's talking to the Corinthian word. Is that very clear? Look at what he says. Go, that I may present you as what? A chaste word to... So I told you. That's why it was said that Joseph never had intimacy. Huh? You see, Paul is repeating it here. Okay? That <laughs> he will present the church as what? As their pastor. Is that very clear? Eh? Okay. To Christ. Huh? Look at the three. Look at the three. Look at what he tells them. Three, go. But I fear, mm -hmm. lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be. Glory to God. 
Say, my mind will not be corrupted. The simplicity. Believe. By faith. In Christ. And you are saved. And make sure others are coming to Christ. Are you getting the point? Yes. And that is God's passion. That is God's pleasure. That's God's plan. That's God's purpose. If you find pleasure, more pleasure in any other thing, you are missing it. You are missing it big time. If your budget, we're going to go into it. Do you see that he said that as a chaste virgin? What it means is that now the church must do the husband's bidding so that in the end, the wedding ceremony is going to be beautiful. Is that not it? Oh, is that not it? So we must always look at Say the faithfulness of a bride as what we have been called to do. As Christ's bride, we must be what? So if you see a church always pray, uh, pray, talking about money, always talk, uh, preaching about other things, motivational speeches, we are not faithful bride. I love you, faithful. Because the cause is one. It must always be for the salvation and the discipling of souls. God has one mission. He's not confused. Look at Jesus. Look at John. Look at Jesus. John 19. 32 to 36. Look at something. Everybody go. Lift up your head. Let's read together. Go. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the two men crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus, they saw that he was already dead. So they didn't break his legs. Continue. One of the soldiers, however, pierced his. Can you see the side again? Can you see the side again? Where did it happen? In Genesis. Hey, can you see? So the Adam who was lying down has his side word pierced. So you see why? Prophetically, Moses will use the word what? Sacred, the temple. Clear. Look at what came out. Go. Blood and what? Blood and water flowed out. Can you see that? What is blood and water? Redemption and the spirit. So this time by death, clear. Huh? Not just the release of life. So this time, it's not a deep sleep. Hey, are you getting the point? It's death. And because it's death, blood, redemption. And then the same spirit that gave birth to the church is the same spirit that is giving birth to the church again 
here in the New Testament. Is that very clear? All right, let's continue. 35, go. This report, uh huh, is from an eyewitness giving what? An accurate account. Hey, go ahead, go. He speaks the truth so that you may all continue what? Hey, can you see it? It's a testimony. You see, when Jesus opened their eyes, eh? To understand the scriptures, John is saying that I am saying this so that you will have a witness to the accurate truth in Genesis. So you can believe, continue to believe in him. Look at what he said in 36. Go! These things what? Happen in what? In fulfillment of what? Thirty-seven. The Bible. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay, look at John. 10, uh, John 4. Jesus will give us a case study. He, himself, in John 4. In John 4. Are you okay? Are we following? Okay. John 4, 10, 15 to 18, 28 to 30, 34 to 38, 39 to 42. We're going to read them. Let's all go. Jesus answered and said to her, mm -hmm. If you knew the gift of God, who it is, who says to you, give me a drink, uh-huh. You'd have asked him, and he would have given Oh, praise God. So Jesus says he's a living water, right? Oh, he's a living water. And what's the living water? Eternal life. Hello? Okay. The woman said to him, okay, go. Sir, give me this water that I may notice. No. Come here to draw. Watch, watch, watch. Now look at how Jesus, now we change the conversation. Look how Jesus will change the conversation. Go. Jesus said to her, huh? Go call your husband and where is this coming from? I mean, where is this coming from? So if you are writing an academic work, this, they'll say this is a jump. Because it has no correlation at all with the conversation going on. Now, where is it? I want water. He said, give me water. I said, okay, give me the water. He said, go and call your husband. <laughs> All right. Let's continue. Go. The woman answered and said, uh-huh. I have no what? Hey, hello? 
Okay. Go, continue. Jesus said to her, You have well said, I have no word, husbands. Uh -huh, for you have five husbands, okay? And the one you have now is not your. Uh huh. Praise God. Oh, praise God. So the woman has five husbands. No easy. Has had. And on the seat. Hello? Hi. And then Jesus. The husband is going to take the woman. And by the woman, Jesus will give birth. The first time the Samaritans encountered Jesus to be fruitful and multiply came through that woman. Jesus was just using that. Bible said, when you read from the two, he said he needed to pass through Samaria. So he was using that to show his disciples another sign of the husband and wife scenario. So all of this in scripture is meant to deepen our understanding and conviction. So an experience with a woman who has five husbands. And then the sick. And then the seven who is the Christ. And by the Christ, the woman now understands her real essence and believes. And through that woman, many Samaritans were saved unto the Lord. Glory to God. Glory. Let's continue. So, what happened? 28, go. The woman then left the water pot, went her way into the city, and then what? Said to the man, Come and see. Hey man, can you see it? Okay, good. Who told me all things I ever did? No, what's this? Could this be the Christ? Hello. Then he they went out of the city of the city and came to him. What 34? 34 is very important. Go. So the disciples were wondering because they brought him food. He said, I'm satisfied. I'm okay. They said, ah, why? Has anybody brought him food? Watch what he said. Everybody read it. Go. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. And to what? And to do what? So what is the work he came to do? So has that happened with him and the woman? Are you getting the point? So what is the will of God? <laughs> Praise God. So now, look at what he will tell them. Go. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes a harvest? Uh-huh. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields. 
for they are already white for harvest. Go. And he, 36, go on. And he who reaps wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. Oh, glory to God. 37. For in this, the saying is true. One who sows, another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have no labor. Uh-huh. Others have labored. So people started laboring from Genesis. And you. Ah. When it says you are reaping, what does it mean that what they labor, you are the fruit of their labor. So you also now go and labor. So others will be fruit from your labor. Ask the next person, where is your labor? Because we should see your fruit. When we see your fruit, we will see your labor. Glory to God! Let's go 39. Go. And mm -hmm, of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman. Can you see that? Can you see the labor of the woman? Go. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed there Two days, 41 and 42. And can you see that Jesus is poor? Can you see the practicality of church? He stayed there. Listen, we are supposed to stay in this course, we don't move away from it. Here, actually, this story. Here, all of this place was, he was on his way to go and save us on the cross. Praise God. Look at what they told the woman. 41, let's go. And many more believed because of his own word. Then they said, uh-huh, to the woman, now we believe, uh-huh. Not because of what you said. For we ourselves have heard him. And we know that this is indeed the Christ. The Savior of the world. Glory to God. Glory. Is that very clear? So we can see. That Adam. Abel. Seth. Noah. Abraham. Isaac. Jacob sometimes will stand merely on their own. But on the other hand, they are a type of who? Why? Because they take on the mission of the Christ. It's not very clear. Hey. All right. Let me summarize everything for you. 
write it down. Moses began Genesis by declaring God's specific purpose, plan, passion, and pleasure. He puts across God's desire and design in focus. Genesis 1.1 God created the heavens and the earth. So the earth is to be like where? Heaven. Like Jesus emphasizes in Matthew 6.10 Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in Heaven. Give us this day our Now, how would that be? How would that be? Genesis 1, 26-27. Let us create man in our own image. After our likeness. Let's go. So God created man in the image of God. Created he male and female. Excellent. So God will look at everything he has created. And say it is good. Meaning all creation. The birds, animals, fishes, etc. Had their partners in procreation. Or to procreate their kind. True or false? So, God will say, as much as all that I have made is good. In other words, is in order, is in purpose. It is not good for the man to be alone. Why? The man, Christ, is bereft of his help meet to procreate, to be fruitful, multiply, subdue, replenish the earth with his kind, or to fill the earth to achieve God's purpose, plan, Passion and pleasure for the earth to be like where? Yeah. So God will cause a deep sleep to fall on the man, Christ, and build the woman, the church, out of the man as a help meet for his plan. Is that very clear? So all other creations have their partners to create their kind. But God's passion is that he will create men after his kind. So now he will cause a deep sleep to fall on Christ. So out of Christ. Are you getting the point? Time. Is that very clear? So that's what Moses was communicating. Now, so there will be an established pattern. Everybody's established pattern. What is the established pattern? Go. Therefore, a man, uh-huh, that is Christ, mm-hmm, will leave what? His father. Are you getting the point? So, look at what he says. So, he's speaking as if Christ has a mother and what? Because he's actually using it as an illustration. So, it's like, okay, so the father, which is the father himself, and the mother, the Holy Spirit, and will remain with his what? His wife, who is what? The church, the bone of his 
and the flesh of his. And then the two, Christ and his church, will become what? Will become what? One body. Is that very clear? Okay? And then out of which we are born as children or part or members of his what? Body. Is it very clear? Okay, let's go. So Genesis 2, 7. And the Lord God formed a man out of the dust and breathed into him the breath of life. Man became a... So that's a human life. So watch. Being naturally born, whether legitimate or illegitimate. So for those of us who are making a lot of fuss about marriage, whether you were born out of marriage or out of wedlock, it doesn't matter as much as possible regarding your spiritual life. You would have the opportunity to choose. Hey, are you here with me? Are you getting the point? So the fact that you have been given human life, whether according to marriage or according to wedlock, which is, I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying that because it's not your fault, he gives you the opportunity. So we are not born with a spiritual life. We are born naturally to choose our spiritual life. Praise God. Is that very clear? Okay, so let's continue. Go. So being naturally born, mm -hmm. read with me whether or it's what? It's an opportunity for humanity to enter God's purpose, plan, passion, and pleasure for the earth. Good. They have to be born spiritually by choice to enter into, that is, God's church on. Is that very clear? Okay. Let's go. So, the biological or natural family mm -hmm, is not the church. Why? Go. But out of the natural family, uh -huh, God calls us into his church by praise God. Is that very clear? Let's continue. In other words, uh -huh, hence they cannot be part of what? The church. Or members of his body. Mm -hmm. Example. Good. So sometimes too. Uh -huh, individuals from the natural family may receive. Whilst other individuals from that same family will. Okay. And are there an example of that? So that's why you can say that your natural family is the church. Until everybody in your natural family has received Christ, then they become part of what? Is that very clear? Let's go. Just like men, uh huh, are naturally born into local family units. God keeps establishing the church in various local communities. For all men 
to, to, to receive this opportunity and privilege of acts. Is that very clear? So the day we are going, we are accorded that privilege. When we received Christ, we became co-partners, joined us with Christ in this purpose. So, to what end? To what end? To what end? What is it end? Let's go. In order to present the church, uh -huh, his wife, uh -huh, to himself as a bride to be proud of. Without a spot, wrinkle, or any such thing. But what? Holy and without defect. Genesis 2.22. Let's all read. And the rib or the part of his side which the Lord God had taken from the man, he built up and made into what? And he brought her, is that very clear? 25, go. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not what? Can you see that? Look at Ephesians 2, Ephesians 5, 26, 27. Let's already go. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. That he might present her to himself. Can you see? A glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any sad thing. But that she should be holy and without. So can you see? Presented and they were not ashamed. It's exactly all of that is what Paul has actually uh, re-quoted uh, here. Can you see that? So what's the church responsibility? Go. During the betrothal, I told you we have been betrothed, right? What do we do? Uh-huh. Before the, the day of resurrection, the consummation, uh-huh, is to be faithful to him. Is that very clear? All right. Look at Revelations 19. I've already quoted Hosea 2.19. Look at Revelations 19. 19. 7 to 9. Twenty-one and one and two. I want all of us to read. Everybody, lift up your head. Okay, so let's go. In finally, uh huh. Can you see the end? Oh, can you see the end? Can you see the wedding ceremony? Let me read it in my version. So we will be glad and happy and give him praise. The wedding day of the Lamb is here and his bride is ready. Hello. She will be giving a wedding dress made of pure and shining linen. This linen stands for the good things God's people have done. Hello. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Say, it stands for the good things God's people have done. Then the angel told me, put this in writing. God will bless everyone who is invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. 
The angel also said, these things God has said are what? They are what? They are what? Truth. In other words, that is the whole essence. In the end, he will present us to him. And we are wearing white linen. We are, he is not ashamed of us. Is that very clear? We are in his very image to the perfection now. Praise God! Okay, look at 1 and 2, 21, 1 and 2. Go! I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Uh huh. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. Okay? And there was no more sea. Uh huh. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem. Uh huh. Coming down from God. Uh huh. Out of heaven. Prepared as a bride at dawn. Hey, are you here with me? Let me read mine. I'm excited, though. Thank you. Thank you. You have to be excited. You have to be excited. When we say your labor is not in vain, this is it. Look at my verse. He says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth, earth has disappeared. So had the sea. Then I saw a new Jerusalem, the holy city, coming down from God in heaven. It was like a bride. Dressed in her wedding gown, ready to meet her husband. Ado de de gaba. Listen to me. On that day, your wedding dress, all the things you have done, will be embroidered in your wedding dress. Not the dress you are wearing on your body. On your body. All the beautiful things. So you see, your rank and everything you have done will be seen on your body. It will be decorated from that spiritual body that we are taking on. All the souls you have won shall be shown clearly on your body. That's your uniform. Say my uniform. My uniform. It's your body, your body, your spiritual body shall show forth. The glory of the works that you have done. That's your wedding gown. So your body is on your body. It's on your body. Nice, heavy. Glorious. So listen to me. Don't show to the wind. Don't show to the wind. Don't soar to the wind. God has a chief end. This is the chief end. Be part of this. Be part of this. So on the resurrection of the dead, the church will be united with the bridegroom. The official wedding ceremony will take place. At that time, the eternal union of Christ and his bride will be realized. I don't know what realization you want to have. For me, when I see this, I see the ultimate. I see the ultimate. 
I see the altar. I see the altar. So when they talk about reward, they talk about reward, they talk about reward, it will show forth in your spiritual body. You will see. Everybody will see. We will rejoice together. We rejoice together. Well done. A good and faithful servant. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. When somebody is telling you well done, check whether it's in sync with this. If it is not, nothing. Have you learned something? Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your voice and talk to your father. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.